coming to you from beautiful Lynchburg, Virginia this week. The lie we keep falling for, Romans 5, 20 and 21. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, we humans are suckers for the one most dangerous lie. It's haunted us from the last day in the Garden of Eden to the minute you're listening to this right now. The lie was devised by the devil, who's the father of lies, we read in John 8.44. So no wonder it's so good and we keep falling for it. Like all great lies, it's half true, and this is the key to its power over us. The lie first accuses us, then tells us how to feel, and then tells us what to do. The lie tells us that you've done many, countless bad things. Just look back over your life. Do you dare to deny it? And having proven this point, don't you feel ashamed? You should, it tells us. And then finally, what are you going to do about this mess that you're in, that you've created? You need to work harder to fix yourself and to make things right again. We're predisposed to believe all three parts of the lie. We have done many bad things, sin. We can't deny it. And we easily feel ashamed for it if we dare to look at ourselves. And lastly, we would love to make these things right again, but we're trapped in hopelessness by it because it's a cycle that's impossible for us to break on our own. Satan is so pleased with this lie and he's found it so effective that he's placed it at the root of all belief systems that spring out like different flavors of the same poison. And even those who've been freed from the cycle by the good news of Jesus often climb back onto that spinning wheel of the lie and spend much of their time and energy on it, living like they're lost again. So that's the lie. But it's not the reality. We need the truth. We need reality. And Romans 5 gives it to us. The standard of perfection, the law, came in to show us how far from perfect we are and to force us to admit it. It's hard, but it's reality. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. And here reality violently peels away from the lie. As your sin increased, Grace increased even more. And this is everything. This is the difference between sin reigning in death and having eternal life through Jesus. Here's how it works. If you added more dirt, then God added that much more detergent and bleach. You're still clean. And if you're 100% clean, you can't look down and see dirt anymore. You can't try to clean yourself. There's nothing left to scrub. Here's another way to look at it. If you went further into debt, then God added twice as much money to your account. You're still rich. If you have an infinite bank account, why stew over that poor purchase you made? Why go out and try to earn minimum wage on your own? Your debts have been paid in full. There's nobody left to pay. Lastly, if you abused and killed another person, then Jesus went to death row for you. 
and died. It's over. It's been made right. There's no point in you going back into prison, sitting down in your cell, and trying to pay for your crime. Now, of course, from this, you should be skipping and dancing right now, but I'm afraid that the lie still has a grip on you. Yes, God's grace can cover my sins, but I should still feel shame, you say. It it somehow feels like God will be more approving of us if we debase ourselves and live in the shadow. But look back at the three examples we covered. God did an earthly example of those things for Israel. And here's God's heart poured out through the prophet in Isaiah 61, 7. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, their land shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. The last thing that God wants you to do, after rescuing you from the treadmill of slavery to sin and the effort to fix yourself, is for you to climb back on. That doesn't make him happy. It breaks his heart. So instead, soak in the reality and reject the lie. Stand firm in the everlasting joy. Cast off the cruel uh, habit of shame and pushing God away until you're good enough or better. Because in Christ, he's already made you perfect. Remember Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not again submit again to a yoke of slavery.